Blog Talk Radio.
everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Radio Show. The song you just heard is my single Echo off my debut album, Leaves Are Behind, which you can find on iTunes by searching Carrie Edelman. So I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. We're going to have an amazing show. It's going to be a long night tonight. We have two guests coming on the air. Um, one will be coming on in a moment. We're going to start the interview out tonight with Zenergy Entertainment Group, followed by hard rock metal band Second Skin. So before I bring Michael Smitty-Smith on, who is the CEO and owner of Zenergy Entertainment Company, or group as we call them, um, I want to tell everyone a little bit about the concept of my show, and I'll try to make it brief because I know I usually, excuse me, I I spend a lot of time going over the details of the show. Um, But in in short, um, the concept of my show was as a clinical psychologist uh, with a background especially in um, music and the entertainment industry, I really wanted to combine my interviewing skills and my passion for supporting people in all all aspects of the entertainment industry by creating a show where I would be bringing guests on to promote them, get their name out there, and let the world know who they are. Um, personally, I know how difficult it is to manage everything on my own in the entertainment industry, so this show is really about the guests and supporting them to help everyone learn about who they are. So on my show, everyone's going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like, the experiences they've encountered, and also learn what it's like to be in their profession or their career of choice. And a few concepts just to please keep in mind um, is that although I'm a clinical psychologist and we might throw around psychological terms from time to time, the show is not meant in any way to be providing any type of formal treatment or therapy to people. Um, And also, I do want all of my guests to be able to feel comfortable and feel that they can be open to discuss whatever they'd like. Um, However, the show isn't meant to embarrass or humiliate anyone. So if you're going to be talking about an exciting or controversial story, just please keep any specific person's names or organizations um, anonymous so that we don't reveal who they are. Okay? And lastly, at the end of the show, everyone will get some information about how you can become a guest if you're tuning in please create a Blog Talk Radio account. I see we have some people in the chat room right now. And join us in the chat room. You can ask us questions. You can ask uh, Michael Smitty-Smith from Zenergy Entertainment some questions, as well as Second Skin later in the show. And if you want to call in, dial 805-243-1320. So let me tell everyone about um, who we are going to be interviewing tonight, because I'm sure everyone is intrigued to get to the interview. So first we're going to bring on, as I mentioned, Zenergy Entertainment Group. And I've known Michael for several years now from being in the music industry and especially going out to support a lot of the events that um, his artists and bands play at and that he represents. Um, So he's an awesome guy. He's really supportive of the people that he manages, and he's just been a great person in the industry. Um, And we've continued to stay in touch um, over these past few years. And... um, I wanted to use this segment on my show to not only assist him by promoting his company, and we're really going to delve into what it's like to manage an entertainment company and artist, but also to talk about some of the artists that he manages. And one of them is going to be Second Skin, and he'll be promoting several of the other bands that are also underneath his company. And before I bring him on, too, I just wanted to mention, and I'll talk more about Second Skin later in the show when I introduce them, but... I've known the members of Second Skin for many years now and actually met several of them um, prior to them formulating the band Second Skin when they were in various other bands. And the one thing I just really want to say is that, you know, this band is someone um, 
who is just, I have so much respect for them. I mean, there's this sense of resiliency that they demonstrate. Um, they've been through many ups and downs over the years, but these guys have pushed forward. Um, they've overcome the odds. They've done some great stuff, and it looks like their journey is just going to continue going upward. So I'm really excited tonight to not only speak with them um, and introduce their new member, Travis Neal, who's the new singer, and we'll talk about the other members later too, but also we're going to introduce two of their songs tonight. So the, this is going to be the debut of two of their singles that is coming off of their um, EP, which is scheduled to drop August 1st, which is titled The Rising Tide. So we will check that out later, too. All right. So without further ado, um, Zenergy Entertainment Group uh, specifically specializes in um, providing artist management and development for musicians. And uh, Michael's going to talk about specifically what the entertainment company does. And some of the bands, as I mentioned, are Second Skin, Ashes of Your Enemy, and then he will talk about other bands. So let's bring Michael on the air now. Hello. And Michael, you are now on the Carrie Upland Show. I am. You are. <laughs> okay. How are you? Right, very good. What's going on, Carrie? How are you? Nothing much. What's going on with you? Nothing. This feels very formal. You got to stop calling me Michael. Okay. What do you? I'm, I'm sorry. Let's. Okay. So let's start the show out with. How would you like me to call you? Do you want me to call you Smitty? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, and that's what I usually yeah. call you, but I wasn't sure on the air <laughs> what you wanted me to call you. <laughs> I appreciate okay. that. No, Smitty. Smitty is good. Cool. All right. So we got that solidified in the beginning. So Very um, good. as a. <laughs> So, yeah, so as I mentioned, I, I do want the show to be open to both you and Second Skin to discuss whatever you guys would like. Um, I have, you know, several questions prepared, but I honestly want you guys to kind of lead the interview in the direction that you want to take it. Um, okay. Okay. I mean, I right, just, right. Uh, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, first, first of all, I, just, I want to say thank you for having me on. First of all, absolutely. You know, it's very, very cool for you to have me on and and give me the chance to talk about all the all the artists and uh, and uh, we're we're excited to have you playing the second skin songs for the first time. Yes, I'm very excited about that. That's awesome. It's an honor to be, you know, kind of releasing two of their songs tonight. So it's going to be really cool. Absolutely. No, well, you've been a, so, you've been a long time friend, so it's, it's fitting. Yeah, thank you, my, uh, Smitty. I want to say the same thing. I mean, you've been really supportive of me. You know that I've been through my ups and downs, too, in this industry, and it's just really comforting to know that there are people like you guys out there that, you know, really support the artists and keep in touch. Are you, do, you have a, do you have something on? Because there's a lot of feedback. Uh, yeah, I have something on. I have second skin loud in the background. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, I thought it was a TV or a radio. I was like, you know, I'm thinking like Howard Stern. He gets like all angry, and I was like, turn off that stuff. There's feedback. <laughs> um, no, all right, guys. It's just a guy. Let's, uh, let's lay low. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll we'll get really excited when you guys come on. Then you can go crazy. So um, why don't you just just tell us? I'm gonna what, go. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go somewhere else. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Alright, alright, yeah, I got it, okay. we're quiet now Cool, that's no, okay, I mean, it, it's just the podcast, you don't want it to have all this, you know, noise and stuff But, um, yeah. so why don't you just start out talking about um, your company a little bit And the concept of it, and when you started it And, yeah, just give the audience some information on uh, what your company's all about 
Well, Xenergy started in 2001, and, and it was really kind of an accident. Uh, my my partner and I at the time, we, we went to uh, – we, we saw that, that Corey from Living Color was doing a show at the Wetlands in the city, and we went to go see the show, and, and it was just so amazing. Just He, he just sounded fantastic, and, and uh, just the, the music was great, you know, really different from what Living Color did. And, and on the way home, we just kind of looked at each other and were just like – people need to hear this, you know, so, uh, so we ended up, uh, you know, just through people that we knew, we, we booked Corey at the Birch Hill and, uh, cool. that was, that was our first show and, and Corey was really happy with it and it went really well and, and, uh, we went on to do some more shows and it just, it, everything just kind of blossomed from there. Uh, awesome. so, so it was kind of like it was just kind of like a random happening then that you started booking bands and getting involved in the management aspect of it. Well, yeah, it was it was it was random in the in the sense that uh, you know I went to the Art Institute of Philadelphia for uh, for music video business, and okay. one of the one of the first jobs I got during that was uh, was booking bands at a club in Trenton called CBTs. So I started doing that and. Uh, and it just it just ended up really snowballing, um, but that awesome. that didn't necessarily turn directly into Zenergy. So Zenergy really just kind of spawned from doing that first show with Corey at, at the Bird Show. So cool, very and, cool. And it's just yeah, so it's just it's been it's been a wild ride, you know, just uh, meeting a lot of people. I've, I've had the opportunity to, to you know meet and work with and become close friends with. Uh, with some artists that, that just mean a lot to me, you know, with the, with the living color guys and with TM Stevens. And, uh, and then from there, I've just had, I've really been lucky because, you know, people in the music business know that it's not, it's not always squeaky clean and, uh, you know, people don't always tell the truth and don't always do the right thing. And I've just been really lucky that with the people that I've ended up knowing and working with, just uh, just everybody being good people. I've been really, really fortunate. That's so. awesome. I mean, tell us a little bit more about that because I, I always find that interesting. I mean, did, have you had any situations where you maybe took on a band that, unfortunately, it wasn't working out well and you had to let them go? Or you've been fortunate that everyone you've taken on has just worked out well? Yeah, it, you know, it's 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 been very rare. There's really only there's only one band that I can really think of that uh, – that it just didn't go well. They really just kind of felt like, uh, they kind of felt like, you know, we weren't telling them the truth and that we were blowing smoke and, oh, you're not really going to do this, you're not really going to do that, and blah, 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 blah. And uh, they decided they didn't want to go with us. And, uh, you know, and and that's all fine and good. And then, you know, shortly after that, you know, because one of the things we were talking about was trying trying to get them to do some shows with Living Color. And okay. uh, and they they were they were a much more much more commercial band, and it would have made sense. And that's what we were trying to do. And they didn't you know they didn't believe and all that. Oh, you guys aren't telling the truth or whatever. So a couple months after that, we ended up getting seconds going on the Living Color tour. <laughs> so wow. and it wasn't exactly so what why, we were expecting would, to do. That's weird. But why you would know. they even give it a chance without? Why were they like kind of jumping the gun and making? Accusations about things that they didn't really have any data to support. That's weird. Well, the unfortunate thing is, you a lot of times people go with what they know, and a lot of times right. people, you know, people have been lied to. 
they've been lied yeah, to, and absolutely. they, you know, and, and they've been misled, and and you know, when you're you get to the point where you're so used to that, and you start to expect that, that's what they expected, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So, uh, you know, so they didn't give us the chance to to do what we said we were going to do. So. Wow. Well, they lost out in the end, right? I mean, yeah. unfortunately, you know. Yeah. Um. So tell us a little bit about, I'm trying to think, hold on, let me look at my stuff. I have a ton of stuff that I have typed up here that I go through. When you went, So when you started the company and, like you said, it kind of just snowballed and stuff, did you have any mentors that you kind of sought information from on how to do the company or you just used your own kind of inkling in terms of what you knew about the industry and how you wanted to manage bands? Yeah, there. Were, I mean, there are things that I've learned from people along the way. I uh mm-hmm. You know, I I started out as a garage band kid, and okay. and uh, some of the some of the guys that I played with growing up ended up getting you know putting a successful band together um, back in the '90s called China White, and uh, and I started working with them and and you know doing the road crew thing, and then I ended up road managing them, and I, I worked real close with with their manager at the time, who was uh, Dom Gregoria. And uh, so I learned a lot from Dom. I learned a lot from being with China White. As a matter of fact, be, before I really get into that, I, I do uh, I do want to say uh, China White did get back together a few months ago. We did a show at the Starland, and the show was really it was a great show. Everybody had a good time. And unfortunately, awesome. uh, unfortunately, about two months ago, the guitarist Phil Caroselli was killed in a car accident. Oh, and gosh, uh, so that was sorry. really it was really hard for all of us. No, well, you know, so it's. Uh, you know, we're we're planning on doing something in the near future um, for Phil's family. He's got three beautiful kids, and and uh, we want to do something. We don't we don't want the music to to go away like that, especially after such a big show where you know people have been asking sure. since that show. People were asking for trying to white again, and uh, you know it was a big loss and it, and it hurt us all deeply. And you know, so I just wanted to kind of mention that because uh, he was a great yeah, guy. Yeah, and. So. Let me know if you know if you're doing anything to you know raise money or any type of support. I'll be more than happy to help out in any way I can, whether it's promoting stuff on my radio show or if you want me to be involved in some way. I would love to participate in anything like Definitely. that. Definitely, I appreciate right. that. And it's the band is yeah. China White. China White. So China, China, White. China White, the country. White, like the color. Yeah. Right. White is the color. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure yeah. I understand what you said. Okay. Yeah, definitely keep me posted about that stuff, and we'll see what we can do to work something out for them. That's great. Um, yeah, so, that, what, uh, so I, oh, I learned that's... I learned a lot from working with, with China White, and that coupled mm-hmm. with, you know, being at school and the artist, too. And, uh, you know, there's a there's a guy that I, I still go to for information. Uh, we call him Pooch, Professor Pooch. And uh, he, okay. you can find him on Facebook, too. But it he's sounds familiar. been in the business forever. <laughs> Are you familiar? It sounds familiar. I'll, I'll, as we're yeah, here, keep yeah, talking. Pooch I'm going to see from a friend of his. I think I think you are. Pooch knows yeah. everybody. Pooch knows everything, and he's just a great guy. Um, so, you know, and I really I try to try to follow his model. He's very open to to people calling him out of the blue, sending him a message. If he can help, he helps. Just a great guy. So. Um, you know, so I learned a lot from him and, and other instructors that I had at the Art Institute and uh and just and through dealing with you know, dealing with different situations, dealing with different promoters and, and different venues and different you know, just different things that come up. You know, and also, you know, from from being a musician I can see things from a musician's standpoint 
and uh, you know, from doing the the managerial stuff, you know, I see that aspect of it too. So cool, cool. Tell us a little bit about your involvement in you know outside of the management aspect. What um, was your involvement in the music industry like prior to that? In terms of with bands and what you if you played any instruments, what you played. Yeah, I was. I uh, like I said, I was a garage band kid, so I, okay. you know, that that happened by accident. You know, so I I started playing bass. It was kind of easy to pick up bass and you know and keyboards. Then you know I, I played drums and you know. So oh that's, wow. That's, yeah, so that was uh, that's that's where my my musical stuff comes in and and uh, you know just uh, being being around bands all all the time was just one way or another. I was always kind of involved in music, so. Um, cool. Well, that's something new I learned about you tonight because I didn't know you played all those instruments. I mean, I knew you were involved in music, but I didn't know the extent of it. So cool. I learned something new. <laughs> um, very, very cool. So well, how would you say you go about, um, you know, seeking out artists for your company? I mean, do people come to you? Do you solicit yeah, them? I, um, yeah, I got to say, we really, we don't seek anybody out. A lot of times we get calls. So there's Cool. A lot of bands that I'm, I'm familiar with, and uh, you know that are, you know, some somehow related. You know, everything always comes back to the, you know, the core group of people and everything. And mm-hmm. and there are bands that'll that'll call, and you know, and I and I tell people all the time, it's like, you know, if you need me to do something for you, if you if you need some help with something, I'm more than willing to help you. But I can't always, I can't always tell every artist that comes to me that I can, I will be your manager because. It's hard to devote the kind of time to everybody that they deserve, and I don't really, I don't like the feeling that, you know, if I, I don't like feeling like I'm shortchanging anybody, you know. Right. So I want to be there for whatever people need, and I, I do my best to do it. And, and you know, the the first thing about that is I, I try to, I try to do the things that I, that I say I'm going to do. So, and that's been nice. that's what's worked for me, and that's that's why I've had. You know, so many really good artists, you know, come to me and 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 want me to manage them, and and I'm honored because I'm really, I'm very psyched about about the guys that uh, the bands that we have, you know, the artists that we have. I think the roster is is really strong, and and I I really believe in all these artists. It's uh, I tell people a lot of times I'm I'm not not a used car salesman, so I can't right. I can't sell somebody on something that I don't really like. You know, so right. uh, so with the with the bands that we have, I genuinely genuinely dig. I'm I'm, I'm a fan of of all the bands, so that's uh, that makes it a lot easier for me to do what I got to do. And I think I think that's so important what you're saying, Smitty, because I think there's a lot of you know companies out there that sometimes are just trying to get you know as many people as they can on their roster, and then like you're saying, you, you kind of lose that enthusiasm, and you're just kind of becoming this like nil, you know what I mean? I think you made an interesting comment when we were talking the other day that you do keep your roster, and you could talk a little bit about this, a little smaller, so then you do have that energy and that attention that you can specifically devote to the artist that you are representing, um, which I right. think is awesome. Well, thank you. You know, <laughs> I, I, um, you know it's, <laughs> it, it's, hard, it's hard to do. It's a, it's a lot of work. It's, it's, it's a lot mm-hmm. trying to keep up on, on, everybody's, on everybody's stuff and what they need. You know, so luckily I have a, I have a, a assistant and a partner now. We call her Shug. Shug be good. She's uh, okay. You know, cool. Christine. She's like she's the muscle, but she's uh, 
been really instrumental in making a lot of things a lot of things go a lot more smoothly with Zenergy. Right. So uh got give her a shout out and, and thank her and you know, I I get help I get help from all over the place. I get a lot of promo help from Texas, believe it or not. <laughs> I have um, Yeah, I have uh you know, my, my friend Bill moved down to Texas a few years ago. Uh him and his wife Tracy and their kids, my godson Cody and uh he he'll get on he'll get on the internet and he'll post it all over the place. You know, he's he's down in Texas but you wouldn't know it. It's like you know, so for all kinds <laughs> of Jersey stuff when you know, when, when we were on the road with Second Skin, like he was you know, he was posting stuff for about the Seattle shows. He's in Texas, you know, and uh another another friend of mine, a close friend Nikki, she actually went to school with me at the Art Institute Hi. and uh and she's in Houston. And she helps me out a lot too, you know, so I get a lot of help Very from people cool. just with you know, especially with the social networking stuff, there you know, there's stuff that that people can do to help, and it makes a big difference because oh, you know, absolutely. Facebook is like that's that's where everybody's at, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, so that that's a big help. But uh, Com- you know what? I you know, think that to segue to segue comment on you know while you're talking about these various persons that are helping you out, just your impression of the use of social media and social networking for bands to get their names out there because. You know, as you and I both know, and you more so than me, because you've been involved in this much longer. I mean, the industry has dramatically changed. Um, oh yeah. And you know, yeah. or, right. So, and I've, you know, personally, I've had people, you know, artists say to me, you know, oh, the stupid social networking stuff. And I know MySpace, yeah, it's dated now. But you know, back in the day, that was that was a great place to promote your stuff, and it still is for artists. But a lot of people think well, that they can just. You know, go out on the road. They're going to become a star by performing a couple of shows. And I'm like, no, use these media, these social media sites to your advantage. They're just, it's unbelievable. It takes a lot of time and diligence, you know, and energy. But I've had so much, I don't know, positive things happen from using these sites. No, definitely. You know, when uh, when MySpace first came out and it and it started getting big, it was really great for for bands and musicians and artists because. Mm-hmm. You could put your music up and people could hear it. And, you know, not everybody had, at the time, five grand to have their website professionally done. Exactly. You know, not everybody yep. was, was savvy in HTML and Flash and all that stuff. So this gave you a platform for free to design a mm-hmm. website. You know, you could do, change your background and you could have your artwork up there and your music's up there and people could see what you're doing and you're gaining fans from all over the world. And that Absolutely. was great. And um, and it really it changed the game of the music industry at a time where the music industry was changing so much that uh, you know people can't say oh I don't want to do that I don't want to do that because now now labels it's necessary for you to have your social networking presence like on point you have to you know people they want to see that you got thousands of friends from all over the country and and from you know different parts of the world. Because if a label's going to sink that money into you, they want to know that when they put you on the road, it's, you know, you guys do good in Jersey, but you're not going to do good in Kansas. Well, no, that's not right. true. You know, we got a couple of hundred people in Kansas that are waiting for us to come out there, you know. and right. uh, But that, they look at that now a lot. That's one of the first things they look at now is your social networking presence. So it's, I know, uh, and it's so it's so interesting that you're saying that because, you know, prior to the social networking thing really becoming big, as a psychologist, you know, I've done a lot of stuff in the area of social psychology, and that's what I use a lot, especially when I'm marketing and networking stuff. And people don't realize if you have 5,000 friends or you have 10 friends, even if you're not that big of an artist, if they see that number, 5,000, 
it, it just it creates a whole different perception. And people don't yeah. realize how important that, that stuff is. You know, people don't look at that data, like even for my radio show. I mean, hopefully, cross our fingers, we're going to hit about 2,000 listeners as of either tomorrow or the next day. And, I mean, it's the statistics, like you're saying, Smitty, that are so important. And it's sad that it's it a number scheme, but it's part of the whole package. Um, so, it yeah, is. I think it it's really awesome is. that you're talking about that. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, and especially here in the states, and I, I gotta, I gotta get on my soapbox a little bit because a lot of people that know me have heard this, but uh, you know, America is very different. America is very different than other countries. In other countries, people are open to music and people are supportive of music, and and they're a lot more right. into what they like themselves as opposed to what everybody else is liking. In America, radio is controlled by you know the powers that be. And people mm-hmm. like what they're told to like. You know, uh, a, a pop radio station's playlist, you know, they call it Top 40. There's not always 40 songs that they're playing. Usually, you know, there's, you know, like 20, <laughs> 20 to 30 songs that they're playing, and right. they're going to play them over and over again. And when you first hear that Lady Gaga song, you're like, oh, my God, I hate that. But once they play it another 10 times during the course of the day, you're getting mm-hmm. out of your car and you're humming that song. You know, they, yeah. they make you like it, and that's the way American radio is set up. You go to other countries, you know, you're going to hear a Greek artist, and then and then you will hear Lady Gaga, but then you know, then you might hear Jay Z, and then you know, you, you you know, you might hear an Iron Maiden song, and then then you'll hear uh, an Irish artist, and and they're all over the place because they love music and they're open to like anything. And here, everything's very clicky, and people want to like what everybody else is like. Yeah. You know, so. And- I know, it's sad that that's the way that things work out, but you're totally right with in terms of how, you know, and the entertainment industry that they just market stuff. And it's like, you know, a bunch of little girls like X, and then before you know it, everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. And, again, right. that's part of the game, too. You know, if you can show that you have a following and people like you, and then, like you're saying, you kind of have that viral effect on Facebook and all the other pages where they're posting things, check out this band, check out this, you know what I mean? Then it starts creating this whole, you know, spiral of people being interested in you. So, yeah, it's really interesting. Right. And that stuff, again, as a psychologist, it fascinates me. I love kind of looking at people's behaviors and, and why are people influenced by certain things. I just I just love that stuff. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so, again, thanks for talking about that. I think that's really important for the audience and people listening in, whether you're listening live or you check out the podcast, to really kind of hone in on what Smitty's saying about the use of these social media sites and just the relevance of them because they really are important today to help you get your, you know, self out there and maybe to the next level. Um, yeah, so why don't we um, talk about some of the bands that you definitely, you know, you want to promote um, that are on your roster before we, you know, move on and eventually bring on Second Skin. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to try to run through this quickly. I think we've been talking for a while. I don't want to run out of time. But, no, it's okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, um uh TM Stevens is one of my, my one of my favorite people in the world. Like one of my favorite people in the world, aside from the artist that he is. He's just he's done a lot for me. He's done a lot for me as far as introducing me to people and taking me places and he's really he's really done a lot to, to make his energy what it is and I appreciate that. Um okay. he's he's been having a great time on the road. He's been on the road with Lucy Collins. And uh, and that tour is finishing up this week. He should be home next week, and uh, so that's fantastic. I'm really looking forward to getting him to uh, to play some shows here here in the states. Um, 
and uh, and bring his music out because it's always fun. It's always a good time. Uh, Corey Glover, the singer from Living Color, is mm-hmm. uh, has been out uh, pretty much the spring and summer. He's been out with uh, with Galactic, the jam band, uh, doing shows with them, and he's he's also been doing a couple of uh, acoustic things, a couple of solo shows. Uh, he's going to be doing uh, Red Bank. Uh, oh, I can't think of the date right now. Uh, I, I'll post the date on, on the Facebook. Go to my Facebook. Since that goes back to the okay. social network. But uh, he's going to be doing Red Bank um, in August. And where specifically? Uh, you know, um, where, what venue in Red Bank? Uh, it's out, outside, like uh, like on the waterfront. Oh, so they, cool. They do, uh, during, during the summer, they have artists out there. Jeffrey Gaines is actually just out there Friday. Jeffrey is another uh, another friend of Zenergy. And, uh, you know, so they have some really good artists out there all summer long. So check that out. Uh, Living Color is going to be recording soon. They're, they're going to start writing and recording soon. And uh, they're doing the Ship Rock Cruise in November uh, with, with Seven Dust and Buck Cherry and Queensbreak is on it now, and like a ton of bands is on. It's going to be great. Um, so that's what's going on with Corey and Living Color, and then uh, I got Stephen Bloodgood, aka White Chocolate, the White Chocolate Experience. Uh, okay. Just a, a, another really funky bass player. He was the, the bass player for uh, Negative Sky, uh, more Friends with Energy, and now he's going on. He's going to do something that's a little more funky, a little more jammy. Um, okay. So cool. so he'll be coming out with some stuff soon. He's had a, a, a really good year getting hooked up with a, a company called Echo Guitars out of uh, out of nice. Italy. They've been they've been around forever. They make fantastic guitars and and he's uh he's representing them bass wise. Uh Steve Brown from Trickster is uh, is also an Echo artist. Uh so White Chocolate's also uh working with Jay Z Guitars. Jay Z Guitars is a a company from here in Jersey that uh, they make handcrafted guitars. They're absolutely gorgeous guitars, uh, right. amazing craftsmanship, and and for the price, uh, you know, you're getting, you know, it, it should the guitars should really be like three times what they cost. Um, wow! So you can check wow. them out. Cool. You can find them online. Jay Z, like the artist, but just the initials. Uh, let's see who else? I don't. I'm making sure I don't forget anybody. And I got to talk about it. Um, well, about I, again, I know Ashes of Your Enemy, right? Yep, that, that Ashes is next. Ashes is uh, really, they're gearing up to, to just play out a lot and support this record cool. anthem. Um, really, okay. we're, we're making strides trying to get them signed. Uh, they just played, they played in Manhattan the other night. And one, one of the best things about what I do, um, I really love what I do. And, and, you know, people do things for money and stuff like that, but, um, I couldn't make the show, and it was, like I really wanted to be there because it was the first time playing at Fontana's in Manhattan. And okay. when a bunch of people that I'm connected with in New York are calling me and texting me and saying, "Yo, your guys tore it up. They they kicked ass." Nice. I love that. I, lo- I love hearing that, and so really proud of them. So uh, they'll be they're going to be doing some stuff in Long Island. They got a show coming up in Long Island at the end of the month, and uh, hopefully some more shows around the tri-state area. Uh, before the end of the summer, uh, cool. who else we got? Last Red Ember. Last Red Ember is another amazing, amazing metal band. Um, yeah, they're you know, cool. I've seen band. them before. They're really good. Really good. Yeah. 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 And the, and just really good guys. They're going to be playing this Saturday. Um, you know, I've been working with uh, with Area Studios uh, for the past few years. 
just on a lot oh, of nice. different projects. And, uh, you know, so they're, they put together them and, and a, a group of companies. It's a, it's a conglomeration. I guess at some point we should figure out one, one name to put everybody under the umbrella. But Aria Studios right. and, and Spanish Entertainment Group, uh, Go Lightly Photography, Wicked Witch Productions, Jay-Z Guitars, uh, uh, all of us together are doing this, uh, doing a fundraiser for the American Humane Societies. And, uh, you know, we're trying to raise some money this Saturday at Seven Days in Union Beach. Um, it's, it's $7 at the door. It's a great cause uh, to help out with the Humane Society and their, you know, what their time, fight to take care of the animals. What uh, time so does that start? Yeah, it's going to start at okay. 5 o'clock. And it'd be really great for a lot of people to come out. Some special stuff's going on I don't really want to talk about on the air. But uh, sure. it would be really great to see a whole lot of people there. It's a fantastic cause. Um, you yeah, know, that's so, awesome. uh, well, let's, um, you and I, let's talk, you know, sometime tomorrow or the next day and tell me a little more about it because I'm interested in if I'm around, maybe checking it out. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great for you to be there. But uh, in, cool. the, in the immortal words of, of White Chocolate today, it said, shut your mouth and open your pockets, you know, so give them <laughs> a little money and say, you know, help out the animals. Um, absolutely. I'm a they, huge supporter of animals, so absolutely. Very good. So uh yeah, so uh last remember they're they're doing they're actually they're heading up to upstate New York doing a metal fest and uh right. they're gonna be doing they're gonna be doing uh the blue room and caucus at the end of the month with uh with No Mercy Metal and uh and Horns Up Rocks. It's a, a website. Joe from Horns Up Rocks has done a lot to help out his energy. I really appreciate that. Uh he does a lot of metal work uh in New York and, and online, he's got a great website. He's doing a lot of stuff. He was out of the uh, at the Golden God Awards, doing interviews and everything. So uh, yeah, so last remember, he's got a lot of good stuff coming up too. Um, cool. One of my hip hop artists is Big Red. Uh, Big Red, very talented guy. He's got he's got a show coming up uh, in two weeks, July 24th at the Starland. He's opening for Tech Nine, and uh, okay. you know, so keep an eye out, for Big Red. Uh, Travis, who we're going to talk to in a little while, the new singer of Second Skin. He's also working mm-hmm. on some solo stuff, and you know, later on next year, you probably hear some solo stuff from Travis. And uh, oh, cool. at at some point in time, apparently, there will be uh, more Divine Heresy, but there's nothing in the immediate schedule. Uh, okay. Daniel Darko. <laughs> Where to begin with Darko? Mm-hmm. Dar- Darko is. Uh, I have to. Yeah, I'll bring her on sometime. I mean, I I don't yeah, know her personally, yeah. but I know I've you know seen her out and yeah. So yeah, have, have your popcorn her. ready for that one. Have your popcorn <laughs> ready for that. She's always a she's always a good interview. Have my what ready? You she said? is. You have your popcorn ready. Have my popcorn <laughs> it'll ready. Be entertaining. Well, again, I'm a psychologist, yeah. so it'll be great. We'll have a great time. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna ball. <laughs> so, but uh, I'm sure you know, you in all seriousness, Darko is is one of my closest friends in the world. And uh, awesome. and I, I love her to death, and and she's got she's got a lot of stuff going on. She's she's been doing uh doing some more shoots. We're gonna try and do a, a calendar for 2012, and cool. uh, she's she's been acting. She's got some some uh, she's got some uh, auditions coming up, and she's been writing. She's doing a lot of writing for uh, uh, for Donnie Tranchina's new magazine, uh, his Rock Show magazine, and uh, uh, this uh. uh Tattoo magazine. She just did an article for. Uh, she just interviewed cool. JD from Black Label, and and uh, she's going to 
be doing stuff at, at the Big Four show at Yankee Stadium. So she's got a lot going on, and uh, you know she's always fun to look at. Um, nice. That's all my boys, Black Rain. Black Rain is uh, what, like there's there's tons of tribute bands out there, and tons of tribute bands that that do a pretty good good pretty good job at covering mm-hmm. the bands that they do. But when I got people in the music business that I respect that hear these guys and think that it's the record, they think that it's, a, it's somebody playing the Black Sabbath record. You know, wow. I, I know they're they're really a, they're a damn good Black Sabbath band. So uh, awesome. Look for look for them in the very near future. Uh, you know, things are coming together for them with uh, with Eric, the new guitarist. They just picked up a keyboard player, and uh, they're just a phenomenal band. I can't wait to to have them out and, and just playing and just uh, really just showing people how good they are. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I, thought, I talked about Suge, my, my new assistant, the, the, new, the muscle. <laughs> she makes yep, things happen. Yep, about the muscle. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, a lot of other bands that, that I've, I've worked with and I respect and, and I, I, that I just wanted to kind of mention is, you know, beyond visible, they uh, they're they're looking to to get back together, which is cool. Uh, nice. You know, the bands from back in the day: Xenon, American Angel, uh, Ray West and Spread Eagle, Law and Order, uh, Pharaoh, uh, Zodiac Mary, Lords of Mercy is a newer band that's coming out. I'm looking forward to hearing what they're going to be doing. And uh, and uh, a band called Circle of Insanity is another local band that I don't officially yeah. manage. But uh, you know, but we're friends, and I, I try to help them out in what, whatever way I can. But what mm-hmm. you know, the music that they do is a lot closer to classic thrash. You know, you know, think like Rod Lightning, Metallica era, and they do a really good job with it. And I'm looking forward to them getting themselves cool. back out and about too. So uh, awesome. And uh, and Universal, I can't forget Universal. Universal is uh, another hip hop act. Uh, one of the hardest working guys that I know especially for a rapper in a you know in an area of the country that you don't traditionally see a lot of uh, a lot of local hip hop shows he's really made things happen for himself and and uh really did a lot of stuff that a lot of rock bands don't even know to do to uh cool. to get himself out there and, and make things happen for himself and I'm really really proud of him with everything that he does awesome. and and he's a, a great guy so I I think uh, I think I got everybody I'm I think he did. And thrown out. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so, and, and did I mention second skin? Did I? Did with, <laughs> well, we will mention them because I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna um after we wrap up I'm gonna put you on hold for a minute I'm gonna just do a an introduction a brief bio on them and then I'm gonna bring them on so yeah no so Smitty thank you so much um you were great attribute to the show you had a lot of good things to say I'm hoping people will check out this podcast if they didn't for some reason, get a chance to check out the live one. And, uh, yeah, everyone, check out ZenergyOnline.com, correct? That's the website? Yeah, yeah. My Uh-oh. my genius is hard at work. So, uh, well, well you, you get to know a little bit about Second Skin before you even have them on the air. Well, and I know a couple of them anyway. They've been very supportive of me, too, a couple of the guys that I've known for a while. So it's all good. So why don't I put you on hold? I'm going to just talk a little bit about them, and then I'll come right back, okay? All right, very good. All right, hold on a second, and I'll be back in a minute. Okay. 
All right, everyone, again, if you're just tuning in, you just heard Smitty from Zenergy Entertainment Group. Definitely check them out at zenergyonline.com. Next up, we have hard rock metal band Second Skin. It's going to be an awesome interview. Tell you guys a little bit about them. Uh, They are from New Jersey, and they are a well-known nationally touring hard rock metal band. And as with any, um, I like to say Second Skin has definitely been able to weather this storm, so to speak, uh, this band has definitely been through some ups and downs over the years. However, they have definitely persevered. These guys, I have so much respect for them. I've seen numerous shows. The work ethic, their dedication is just something all bands, I think, um, should look up to and model after. And um, after losing their singer, that did not stop Second Skin from continuing their journey. And we're going to meet Travis Neal tonight, who will also be on the air. They have toured with Cycle of Pain, which has featured this, uh, J.D. DeServio of Black Label Society and Grammy Award winners Living Color. And currently, Second Skin consists of the band members' lead singer Travis Neal, guitarist Eddie Heedles and Mark Monjoy, bassist George Pond, and drummer Tommy Spano. And again, they are managed by Zenner G Entertainment Group. Um, they've shared the stage with major national acts, including Korn, Deftones, Stone Sour, Godsmack, Taproot, Flyleaf, Mudvayne, Slipknot, Blood Simple, Hell Yeah, Machine Head, uh, Seven Dust, Breaking Benjamin, and the list goes on and on. And tonight we are going to hear some music off of their debut EP, which is scheduled to drop on August 1st, and that's titled The Rising Tide. So we're going to check out two songs tonight, so definitely stick around for that. And finally, um, they have some other credits added to their name. They've also been uh, two years in a row, 2008 and 2009. They were labeled the top top hard rock. Sorry, I'm stumbling now. The top hard rock acts by the Asbury Music Association, um, as well as they have other numerous credits that they can talk about tonight when they come on. So, without further ado, everyone, let's bring Second Skin on the air. Okay. Now they're back. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Who's this? It's George. George. How are Sorry. you, George? What's, what's up? up? What's, what's that? I said, what's cooking? Nothing. What's cooking with you? Just hanging in there, you know. I actually just got back from the dentist, so I thought I'm going to make an amazing, you know, interview here. With okay. You okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, Did you have some major dental work done? No, I just uh, I had a filling that kind of fell out. I had to go get it okay. replaced, so I'm good now. I was like, I just stick to block <laughs> or something like that. <clears throat> so it's about wore off. About an hour ago, gotcha. I definitely wouldn't have been able to talk. Uh oh, you would have been a, a marble mouth or mumbling, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Right. So um, yeah, so let's let's talk about Second Skin. Nothing much. I just wanted to say again, thank you uh, to you for supporting me over the years. And as you know, I've definitely supported you guys not only as Second Skin, but when you were in various bands before you guys even uh, you know regrouped and came together. So so it's been a good run for you guys, and I definitely want to talk about your journey and uh, the direction that you guys are going in next. There you go. Sounds good. Right. So why don't we start out? Just I'm curious, you know, just to let the audience know a little bit about when did Second Skin form? Uh, how long ago was it? And just you know, give us some little information about the background on Second Skin. Okay, um, I think we formed 
pretty sure, in 2004. Wow. Like September okay. area. Um, you know, obviously we had a previous singer, Coach Rabbis. Mm-hmm. We put out uh, we put out two full lengths in the EP with John Follett, and uh, we see, I don't know, we parted ways. Early what, early last year, I think January, Travis came in. I'm not really sure of the timeline anymore, to be honest with you. Uh, and everything kind of really everything think kind about of the past together. too much. Right. Yeah, well, no, we never really think about the past too much. It's just the present, what's going on now, what's, you know, where we're headed mm-hmm. and what we're doing, you know what I mean? Okay. So, uh, um, I don't know. You know, all of those records were, you know, well-received, I believe, you know. Um we also did a cover of uh, Land Down Under by uh Men at Work, which was uh you know, it hit main you know, mainstream radio and stuff like that, so it did pretty well. Yeah, that was awesome. And, uh, was a great track. It still does quite well to be honest with you. I um uh, I think uh it was was it January this year, I think that you know, Travis really started working with us or whatever. Actually, it was December, I think. Okay. Yeah, something like that. And and why don't so, you just give us a little background about how did you, how did Travis come into the picture? How did you find him? And um, he's actually calling in, so let me bring him on so he can be on the air, too, if he wants to comment. All right? Hold on one second. Sure, yeah. All right. Travis? Yeah? You are now on the air with uh, George. So George is talking about your... Uh, don't let oh. you, don't let George talk. He'll get you into trouble. Drummers in the house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've known George for a long time. Well, <laughs> so um, George yeah. is talking about how you guys kind of met up and found each other and how you joined the band. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was listening to it. That's that's awesome that you can listen to it while you're holding. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so George, yeah, yeah, tell us yeah. tell us a little bit about uh, how you guys found Travis. How did we find Travis? Uh, I think he was in a Golden Earring cover band, and uh, <laughs> it was a Fog Hat cover band, actually. The fo- oh, it's Fog Hat cover band. Yeah, so yeah. Playing singing karaoke on like a Wednesday night in Indiana. Was it Indiana, Travis? Come on, uh, are you Indiana, in Indiana or Philadelphia, actually. Right. Same. same I don't know. I know you guys were rolling so. through. You guys are rolling through town, opening up for. Uh, Quiet riot, and um, we happen to be all partying at a bar, and lo and behold, you know your your old singer decided that he wanted to go sing for um, for this this rainbow tribute band, and all of a sudden here I am. Yep. Okay. That's kind of the way it went down. <laughs> it went exactly no, that actually, way. Actually, different. <laughs> actually, um, one of a mutual friend of the band's um, I've known for a long time. Basically, uh, uh, is uh, has seen uh, me play in in my other band, Juan Heresy, and and um, okay. you know knew what was going on with that, and and she was just like, oh, I got this great band in Jersey, you should check it out, you should check it out, and I was like, yeah, you know, I could check it out, but just timing wise, nothing, nothing fit mm-hmm. through, and then all of a sudden, you know, I happened to be in New York playing there in Irving Plaza, and she was there, and. We called Smitty, and I talked to the management right away, and they sent me some stuff, and all awesome. of a sudden my schedule opened up, and and that's that's kind of how that all happened. Very so. cool, very cool. So, you're if I'm 
if I stand corrected, you're in California right now, Travis? Yeah, yeah, San Diego. Okay. So talk a little bit about, and I think it's really interesting and I think it's phenomenal that despite you guys being across the country, you're able to come together as a band and work together as we know most bands that live two miles from each other can't even stay together. So tell us a little bit about, you know, how are you guys working this out? How are you making it work with the distance factor? Um, Definitely the Internet. I mean, having having Mm – I mean, from from you know the advancements in in communication these days. I mean, being able to send music files. I mean, that's how everything got started. Uh, they sent me some music files. I have a recording studio here in San Diego, oh, cool. and I just demoed I demoed all the tracks. I sent them back to them. Everything's good. We arrange a time to get together, uh, basically um, before any shows or stuff like that that we've done. Um, mm-hmm. We've only done the one there. Uh, we rehearsed as a band, but for the most part, I can do a lot of my rehearsals here, come there a week out before the show, and they could do their rehearsals, so we immediately sound like we've been rehearsing for a month. It just basically boils down to, um, you know, the, like you said, there's bands that live two miles apart from each other, can't stay together. It, it boils down to, you know, the, the professionalism of this band and how these guys work and how they operate and how I do, and it just, for some reason, it just meshes together perfectly. No, that's great, and I agree with you 100%. I don't think people realize that you can be across the country, and if you have the same work ethic and the same, you know, perseverance and dedication, there's no reason you can't work it out. So that's awesome. I don't think many people realize how many bands out there actually do that. I mean, there's so many bands out there that do that, so I don't, I don't really think it is an issue. It's not an issue with us, not an issue with him, and like Travis said, it works out perfect, so. Yeah, truth be told, I mean, there's there's bands where bands, I mean, I've done work with bands in Europe and, and done exactly wow. just that. Everything over the Internet, rehearse, show up there, play the first show like we've rehearsed. It's, uh, you know, it's it's nice. It's nice having that stuff, you know. So George is definitely right. There's a lot of bands out there that don't need to live in the same state anymore. Unfortunately, it takes it takes the, the, the their sense out of it. You know, that's the drag part about it. You, you know, you can't be like on a Wednesday night, hey, man, what are you doing? You want to go? beer and the game. Right. Yeah, yeah, let's go. <laughs> She's right. like, where do you right. want to meet up? Texas? That's about halfway, right? <laughs> so. Sure, but again, if you really want to make it work, there there are ways to do it, and, and you exactly. guys are showing that, you know what I mean? So that's, that's really cool. Um, what would you say some of the, I mean, I know because I've known Second Skin for a while now, but just so the audience is listening in, if this is their first time hearing about you guys, what are some of the band's influences? You go ahead and take that on your then. See what you know, throw that one out there, George. Well, you, know, you guys you got know, a lot of different influences as well. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's influenced by something different. I mean, you know, not necessarily, you know, your influences, what come out musically. I mean, it's really about getting in a room together and what comes out. And, and uh, you know, in the end, I don't, I don't think anybody ever sits back and says, hey, we we're, we're going to sound like Black Sabbath on this tune. We're going to sound like, you know, Clutch on this tune. You know, it, nobody ever, you know, even takes that into consideration. I think um, that, you know, Everybody has something that they listen to and like, you know, maybe from jazz to, uh, you know, uh, Justin Timberlake, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that's it, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I mean, go ahead. Go ahead, Carrie. Oh, no. I was just going to say, I mean, you, you know, you guys fit in predominantly in the, in the hard rock metal genre. So, you know, if, if there were new members, I mean, new guests listening in tonight, and they're like, cool, I want to check them out, but I kind of want to 
know, what do they sound like a little bit before we play your stuff? I guess, what would you guys um, hear yourselves to? I guess, uh, you know, it's if, if you could compare us to bands, like, you know, we all have the same, you know, the same drive but different influences. Um, sure. You know, it's a, I guess it's a, you could call it a fusion between, like, modern rock and more mainstream metal with like uh you know a blues a blues classic rock you know sound maybe a southern rock twain it's 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 really cool because um you know me personally when when i listened to the band and when i first first heard them you know they had like uh like an alice in chains shine down feel to me and i'm a big big fan of like shine down and stuff like that and alice in chains so i, love shine I immediately down. was yeah. like was like yes so <laughs> I don't know. I guess you know their 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 older stuff. I I would say anybody I can say with confidence, and I'm sure the I, I'm sure the other guys can back me on this. That anybody that's ever heard this band or knows the band's history or knows the band's music, you know, mm-hmm. basically just kind of you know forget what you know this this band is is a new band and it's like i think by Absolutely. me me getting with them you know i've brought a lot out of them and they've brought a whole lot of different out of me that i would never had an opportunity to do in the past so cool. you know i think Very that cool. uh, it's it's really hard to pigeonhole it but it's it's a it's a whole lot of rock and roll and anybody that digs it will you know will love the band you know what i mean yep, yeah I, I, I agree i, I agree I mean, with you. I agree with Travis there. That it, this, this is like a 360 turn for us, and I think it's a 360 turn for Travis as well. I mean, if you yeah. listen to Divine Heresy and stuff like that, you're not going to hear the, the vocal ability that Travis really has as, with, that you will in this band here. You know, Travis okay. has got some pipes that you would never know in, in Divine Heresy or, you know, the other metal bands that he plays in or plays in, you know, you would never know that he had the ability he has until you listen to this record. Cool. Really, well, while you're talking about really... Travis's singing abilities and you guys, uh, your music, why don't we talk about one of the songs and then we'll debut it. So okay. you have your new album coming out called The Rising Tide. And how many songs is going to be featured on it? Um, this is going to good. be a five-song EP for right now. Okay. You know, we think that cool. this would be good, that it gives us a um, – and it gives us a uh, – a product to put out there so people can enjoy while we mm-hmm. while we put together something really special for them when the when the the, the actual full length release comes out. Nice, nice, very cool. So the, one of the songs that you guys are going to be pushing is titled "Beneath the Waves," and why don't you tell us a little bit about um, the concept of that song and the meaning behind it, and then we're going to check it out. Um, it, it's weird. Uh, whenever whenever I set out to write lyrics. Um, I mean, I used to a lot. When I first started out, I used to think, okay, well, what am I going to write a song about? And I'd start writing about Mm -hmm. it. And now it's weird because I'll just start writing words down, and all of a sudden I'll be like, huh, that's what that means. And that song to me um, represents – it it takes the – it takes like – the the side of a struggle or or you know or a heartbreak or you know any kind of struggle that you have in life and it's mm-hmm. basically a song about perseverance through it you know which is yeah. the standard you know the standard persevering through your troubled times that a lot of people write about but it's all it's weird it all came out in a nautical sense like ocean and waves and ships and you know you 
using like your heart's like a sinking ship and it's taking in water, you know, and, and you're trying right. to, to rise above the waves and, and stop yourself from drowning in a way, you know, so cool. it's basically, Very cool. it sets how it kind of played out. You know, I was really stoked when that song got, got over with. It's like, I, I sat back and I listened to it and looked at the lyrics. And I was like, huh. That's a cool story, you know, it's, it's, and maybe it's my own personal. I've, I've gone through a lot over the last couple of years, so maybe it was just subliminally my own uh, my own struggles coming out. I have no idea. <laughs> so. Nice, nice. Well, I love songs about perseverance, and I'm also a singer-songwriter, and, you know, my stuff deals with a lot of struggles, too, so I can totally relate to that. So why don't we uh, check out, everyone, the debut song from Second Skin off of their EP, The Rising Tide, called Beneath the Waves. And we will be back in a moment.
Okay, everyone. Again, that was Beneath the Waves by Second Skin. It's going to be debuting off of their EP coming out August 1st titled The Rising Tide. And we now have Travis and George back on the air. song is awesome. Love it. It's great. Thank you. We love it, too. Awesome stuff. (laughs) Really good stuff. I like it. I think it's going to go really far. Yeah, that was the first song um, that we actually... um, they sent me out a batch of tracks with uh, that they had been writing and writing and writing, and that song happened to be just uh, Mark, the guitar player, just kind of came up with that that riff. He had the mm-hmm. the verse, and and that was actually the first song that we all sat down and wrote as a band, and not stuff that they had already that they sent me that I put down lyrics on. So that song has a lot cool. of uh, a lot of personal meaning to me. You know, it's a really special song. You know, because it's it marked our, you know. It marked the unity, I think, of all of us. So very yeah, cool. Well said. That was off the cuff, you know. It was uh, it, it was a, an immediate thing. It really uh, it wasn't taking months of writing or, or weeks or anything like that. It's just uh, that came together real fast, like you know, I think too, pretty much too that night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that night worked it out, and the next night polished it up. <laughs> Nice, yep. very yeah. cool. It's always nice when things fall into place really quickly like that. I know that. I know how that yeah. feels. Um, so shows let's talk about what's that. I said it shows chemistry. That's all. Absolutely. Yeah, when things come together that quickly, it definitely shows you guys have something really good going there, which is really cool. Um, so let's talk a little bit about upcoming shows that you guys have. Uh, what's what's going on in the future, so fans can come uh, check you out. Go ahead, George. Uh, we're working you, on, you guys are working on all that there. Yeah, we're we're working on some things for uh, for August area. Yeah, I okay. can't uh, give you exact dates and stuff like that. Okay. But, you know, we're gonna do some East Coast stuff out here. Um, hopefully with uh, Cyclopane, uh, which nice. is you know JD DeServio, Black Blue Able Society. Well, uh, I know for sure that. Wherever that show is going to be, we know we're we know we're sharing the stage with them on the fifth of August. So I don't know the exact uh, venue or city. Okay. You would probably know off the top of your head there, George. I I just saw the flyer for the first time the other day and was stoked about it. So. Yeah. Well, that that actually may be pushed back to be honest with you, Travis. I just found that out. Okay. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That's what you're talking about. Me being, the, the me being on the other side of the world. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a drag about me being on the other side of the country as I I, I find this stuff out later. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, let me know, George, when you guys do know, and I'll definitely plug right. it for you, promote definitely it for you, will. et cetera. I know that I we're know, scheduling. I know that uh, stuff coming up. Yeah, we're cool. definitely scheduling a, a huge, a huge, huge festival that uh, we will be headlining in the only band playing um, in the middle of Antarctica for this winter. <laughs> <laughs> And I know you have nice. your cold, the Jersey cold, but, uh, you know, I bet you I can beat it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sorry, I'm a, I'm a bad joker. <laughs> no, you're not. So that, you're good. I love comedy. <laughs> no, you're not. You're good. Do you like Howard Stern? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to say yes or no because there's probably a lot of people out there that really, really like him. Um, right. I think that uh, I, I, you know, I used to listen to it here and there, and right. I heard him one day talking to like this random actress, and he was making the most rudest comments to her that I've ever heard, and I was just like, this guy doesn't respect anybody. 
be funny. Wow. You know, just, I, hear, hear a guy I, say that. That's interesting. <laughs> well, it, it was like, if it was like an adult film star or a dancer or something right, like that, right, you right. know. But when it's like a, a main, like, Hollywood actress at the time that he did the interview, huh. she was like, you know, one of the one of the chicks that were in the movies a lot. And I was just like, the stuff he was asking her, I was just like, holy crap. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll move off that topic, but that's him. I mean, you know, that's how he is, but right. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about comedy, so I just kind of digressed for a moment into that. So um, nice. something I think <laughs> something I think that's interesting that I think all bands would like to hear about is just, you know, despite the struggles, and, and George could probably comment more on this, that you've been through over the years, and I, I know you said you're focusing on the present, and I think that's amazing. I think that's what you guys need to do. Um, you know, how did you keep going and pushing forward when, you know, there were there were many ups and downs. Um, I know for myself personally, I've been through a lot over the years, and some people just eventually say, you know, it's not worth it anymore. I, I just can't keep getting beaten up. I can't keep dealing with this, you know, chaos and drama. What do you think? Yeah, it's definitely not for. It's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I would say I would say that you learn from the past and you focus on the yeah. future. I mean, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. music is really it's it's in our blood. It's 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 in our genetic makeup. It's what gets us going. And you know, what I mean, it's what gets us gets us psyched for for the day. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, I would say that I, I never really focus on any defeats. You know, I try to focus right. more on um, you know, the triumphs and you know the the oncoming you know, what's coming up, and, mm-hmm. you know, obviously when things are going great and, you know, you're looking at, uh, let's just say, you know, maybe a, a big tour or a big show right. or, or something like that, you know, you're really focusing on that, so, and then when it's over, you're looking for the next big thing to focus on, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I would say that, uh, you know, I never ever, ever, me personally, I never ever focus on anything that, that, uh, was bad, you know, in music. That's great. I guess. Yeah, yeah it's great. I mean, I go ahead, try to. It's it's definitely it's definitely an ups and up and down. Um, I've been doing this for you know, well, I can't say that I've been doing this professionally for for 15 years, but you know, okay. I mean, from the from start out as a you know my first band when I was you know in junior high school stuff like that, but um, it definitely is. It's it's not. I mean, if you're gonna do this and 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 you want to do this, and this is this is what pumps the blood in your veins, because it's what pumps the blood mm-hmm. in my veins, and and you know, I mean, you can't go into it thinking that you're gonna be a rock star and you're gonna be a millionaire because it's it's right. not gonna happen. There's there's a lot of people out there that get in this business and they they become somewhat successful, but it's short lived because you know all they care about is the paycheck at the end of the day. My 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 drive and and this is this is like I'm not blowing smoke up any anybody's butt out there or nothing. I mean this is this is from my heart and soul. My drive and what 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 pushes me to the next you know to keep to keep going is is you know every day I wake up and I look at my son and you know he's he's like he's like the push and to to play in front of crowds to to set out foot on a different stage in a different city, whether it be the same city, different city in front of five, five thousand, five million or two people. It's like right. I I pride myself on on on, you know, like I make sure I can deliver the show, uh 
because in my opinion, you know, the economy's tough, things are tough. People pay good money yep. to come out and see you, so why go out half hungover on stage? You know, I feed off the crowd, and it's that's that to me is all the reward in the world is that one person that's going to go home that that everything that you've done it's they've held it in their heart, you know, and they tell right. their friends or for me it's it's really weird and and still still right now to hear kids you know message me on Facebook or you know mm-hmm. and stuff and they're like you know. You you changed the way I think about music, man. You're you, you, you're what pushes me to want to be a better singer, and and I influence so much from you. And it's it's really hard for me to take in that because me being 31 years old and have I've I've been fortunate enough to to play and and be you know on stages in a big part of the world, and I still right. you know even though I've shared the stage with some of the the bands that I've always looked up, I mean I still. I'm still that kid. I'm still that fan that that gets starstruck when I see certain musicians and and right. you know and so so it's really it's really hard for me to take all that in. It's kind of like it's hard for me to accept it because I'm still that person and it it means a lot and that to me that to me is why I've never quit and I've never given up no matter what because whether it's local or whether it's global that one person right. or that five those five people that you you've you know touched in you know in a non non-weird way, you know, that you've right. touched, no, you know, I, I in, inside their soul, you know, that's that's the reward for me, you know. Yeah, me, so I can't you, relate. It, 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 I can't. Yeah. But, go ahead. Yeah. No, go no ahead. I was going to say, Sorry. I can't appreciate more with what you guys are saying because that's how I've always been as a musician. And, you know, I've always been a grounded person, very authentic, very real. I understand the realities of the business and the industry. And, unfortunately, I think for me personally, a lot of things that had, you know, for a while kind of been, you know, knocking me down had been expectations that people had that just were not realistic. You know, you're going to go out on the road and you're going to tour and you're going to make millions. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. And yeah. it's like what you're saying, Travis. Uh, God bless like, you, you know, if you do, man. <laughs> no, I'm not. You can make no, that happen. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But, but I think the people but are still Most people so have no idea. They don't. That's the problem. They don't. They're not out there doing the grunt work. They're not out there, yeah. you know, trudging like you guys are and like we are. And I personally have done everything on my own. I don't have a manager. I do everything by myself. And like you said, Travis, I think for me personally, it's when that one 14-year-old girl from Florida, for example, emailed me and created a fan Twitter page for me and a MySpace page and oh, sent me a voice and put my name on it. That to me is just so touching. And I yeah. savor all that stuff. You know, I put it aside, and that's that's what means a lot to me. And that's why I started this show, was to help people get their names out there. So I really can empathize and, and relate to what you're saying, and I think it's wonderful. So Yeah, like I said, you, you know, the, the people the people that come into this business expecting, you know, to to – be mm-hmm. to be Led Zeppelin overnight. The day those days are over. You do it because right. you love it. It was a real a real big eye opener for me. The first tour I set on because I thought touring was partying and have fun and this and that. I didn't realize right. it was you know nights where you're only getting Work. two or three hours of sleep. Nights where you got to drive right. all night. You know you're sharing. You know you don't maybe not have a hotel. You get to a venue and there's food. There's supposed to be food, but there's not food and and all this stuff. Oh, and then gosh. you know loading in the gear and setting up the merch out there hustling the merch i mean it's a lot of work we all got our own jobs it's when bands go out on tour it's like everybody's designated a job and it's it's yep. it's a full-time job it's definitely not a, a, an eight-hour job and it, it doesn't pay nope. an hour either you're working 12 13 14 hours a day and you're making 
50 bucks that day if you're lucky. But you do it because right. you love to do it, and you do it because exactly. that's what's in your, in your soul to do. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. That's, that's I, hope, a lot I hope people listening can really, you know, kind of appreciate what you guys are saying because, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that still, you know, are very misguided and their perceptions are just very distorted about what oh, they yeah. think, you know, the industry yeah, is about. They think it's all glitz and glamour, and it's really not. Exactly. You know what I mean, this is yeah, a stage not. show. We we look the most happy because we, uh, you know, be honest. We, between shows, everything else is work. You know, and Absolutely. when you're on the stage is the time where you're enjoying yourself, and when you're enjoying the crowd and enjoying what you do. You know, and after that, it's you know, it's all the loading and the hard work and the sweat, and you know what I mean. After after you signing know. the autographs, it's over. You know, it's it's still a lot of work. And a lot of people, a lot of people trip out when, uh, when you know, you talk to them online and stuff like that, and they're like, "Well, what are you doing?" And you're like, "Oh, I just got home from work, man. Just popping on. What, you work? Well, what do you do? Well, you know, hey, I, I do construction work. Uh, I go out there and, it, well, you're you're a rock star. No, <laughs> just because just because I've gotten to play some great tours and I'm in and you're in a signed band doesn't mean you're a rock star. You know, I mean. You you I still know. go to work every day, you know what I mean? I it's, know. It, until you get to a point where you don't have to. But I don't know. I mean, I I I like to go to work every day, and it makes me appreciate the money that I do earn on the road. The little bit that I do, it makes me appreciate it a whole yep. lot more than thinking it's just given to me. So. So that's I mean that's an interesting thing that you guys are saying because right most people are under the impression that people are rock stars. That's all they do, and they tour, and they're like. George says it's the glitz and the glamour, you're making all this money, but, you know, me and both of you guys, and I know you guys both have families, you know, I don't have a family, but, you know, you guys do have your full-time jobs, you have your family, and then you're doing the music on the side to try to make it there, too, and and how do you manage all of those different things and still make it work? Mine's uh, more, I think, I do the job thing, just pay the bills, but the music is my main thing, that's, I always, I'm always surrounded, but yeah, it's, it's, in a nutshell, that's that's what it is. I mean, until you know you get to a place where you know you're you're on really really good tours and you're touring constantly and stuff like that. Because the days of selling a million records, I mean, unless you're unless mm-hmm. you're pop like Lady Gaga, Rihanna, you know, I mean, right. it's it's very rare. Yep. You know, bands bands Absolutely. nowadays like Nickelback and stuff that have been multi platinum. You know, it's it's very rare that that happens anymore. You know what I mean? I mean, you 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 just you you just hold on and and go for the ride, and you know you sink or swim, and you you either sink or you swim, and it's it's a gamble. I mean, my uh my drummer and Divine Heresy put it perfectly for me. He's all being a musician, okay. like being yeah. being a professional gambler. Sometimes you you go out on tour, and sometimes nothing goes wrong. And you end up right. making good money, and sometimes you go on tour, and the van breaks down, your trailer gets stolen, or something like that, and you come home, two thousand dollars in the hole. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's yep. all up to whether you love to do it or not, whether you make it or not. So true. And I and and while you're talking about like quotes and comments, I was and I don't want to bring up Howard again, but he had David Grohl on from uh, Foo Fighters not too long ago, and it was just. Really interesting what he said, and he's he's such a grounded musician. I mean, the guy is just really cool, really down to earth. And he said, he said to all the musicians out there, he goes, uh, "Be good at what you do, and don't expect much. And if that isn't good enough, then don't do it." And I thought, yeah, I just thought that it captured it so perfectly. And I was like, it was just such a great quote. Um, yeah, that is. So yeah, so I mean, would you guys recommend? Because if we have some younger musicians listening in. Um, 
you know, that they do get jobs and that they do need to have some type of oh. uh, other yeah. side thing besides music? <laughs> I mean, you gotta have, it's a rhetorical question. Have, yeah, you always got to have something to fall back on. I mean, you can't, you know, you, you always, you, you got to, if you want, if, if, if you want to do music, but you want nice things in life, you want to, you want to provide for the people around you, you know, your family or, or for your own self, say, you know, you're in college or whatever, you know, mom and dad ain't going to foot the bill forever, man. It, it's it, my recommendation is, yeah, go get a job, you know, go get a job, work, work for the money that you get. And, and, you know, you know, have pride in, in what you earn, you know, don't, don't expect to, you know, just because you, you, you've been taking lessons ever since you were two and you're 15 now and you're a virtuoso on the guitar, that doesn't mean right. that all of a sudden Epic Records is going to see you or, you know, right. Atlantic's going to be like, I want that guy, you know, you could be playing in your garage for the rest of your life. So have something to fall back on, you know, even Absolutely. if you do get signed and, and get picked up, there's no guarantee that, uh, that, you're going to make it for the next 10 or 15 years and make money. I mean, you may put out a great record and, and it, that might be it. The band might, the, the band might deteriorate or, you know, the label, something happens with the label or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and you don't get another opportunity. So always have something to fall back on. Yeah. yeah you don't put, ever put your, all your eggs in one basket, right? Yep. Well put George. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't that go around said, drinking no chocolate milk either. Huh? I do want to say that also, you know, uh, we want to thank uh, Vernon Reed for, uh, you know, doing some solos on this record too. So uh, he does, uh, he does some nice work on here too. So cool. Yeah, a little Very guest, cool. little guest musician helping us out. You know, believing in what we're doing. You know, we can't uh, like like George said, we can't thank him enough. You know, it's it's not it's it's not as much as you know, the the amazing work that he did on it. I think that it's 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 cool that somebody of that stature believed in what we're doing enough to, to want to be a part of it. That's really cool. Cool. Very cool. So why don't we um check out the second song we're gonna play tonight off of your album called uh Shards of Mirrors and uh okay. if Travis and George wanna tell us a little bit about that song and the meaning of that one? That's uh, all Travis. Um, you know, basically, uh, I've, I've learned over the years that, um, writing lyrics, it doesn't always have to be about personal experiences. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, uh, Eddie put it, Eddie put it a great way to me. Um, the other guitar, the, the guitar player for second skin, he, he said something to me that kind of stuck with me in his garage. And he said, you know, it's a shame because there's no storytellers anymore. You know, like you listen to Billy Joel and you listen to John, like, those kind of people, they they told like novels with their lyrics. So I learned to start writing in a story form. And basically, this song is um, it's about you know it could it could relate to anybody. I'm sure that somebody out there listening right now has had you know somebody in their life that has gotten you know messed up on whether it be alcohol or drugs or anything like this. But this song is basically about you know watching somebody deteriorate in front of you and you know. The chorus says, uh, um, says the breathing starts again, the life that never should have been, meaning that, you know, in the sense, whether you're watching somebody or you're that person, like, I shouldn't have woke up this morning. Like, I shouldn't be alive right now. The, right. the things that I've done to myself. And it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like a story in, in that sense of, of watching somebody and watching somebody, you know, hopefully sink or swim out of it. And, and, 
kind of being the person that's heart's breaking, whether you're that person or you're that person watching that person. Cool. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, let's check out off of Second Skin's upcoming EP, The Rising Tide, Shards of Mirror, and we will Shards of Mirrors, and we'll be back with George and Travis in a moment. <laughs> Back and take it 
All right, everyone. Again, that was Second Skin with Shards of Mirrors off of their EP, The Rising Tide, which will be dropping shortly. Another awesome track, guys. Love the guitar work on that. Awesome vocals, Travis. Good bass work, George. (laughs) Really good song. Really, really good song. Really catchy. Nice, nice. Yeah, we had a lot of uh, a lot of lot of fun doing those songs. You know, um, it was it was really cool. You know, for me, it was it was cool because uh, over the last four or five years I've been in bands. It's it's kind of been uh, you know mostly over the internet or everybody kind of rehearses on their own because we're in different locations and then we go from there. And it was really nice when I got there. Those guys like they they jam in a jam room you know as a band and right. you know write songs in the jam room as a band not one songwriter two songwriters writing everything and everybody else learning how to play it so it was cool for me and you know, i was i hadn't i hadn't done that in a long time so it was a little nerve-wracking but it was really cool at the same time so cool very cool so what else would you guys like to share before we wrap things up tonight with the audience uh anything in particular any certain topics you want to discuss um anything you want to plug um, well, I guess if that show's postponed, um, I won't be <laughs> plugging that, um, uh, but I will, I will say that, um, you know, me, uh, the band, um, and, you know, all the bands that are doing what we're doing and out there, you know, we, we appreciate the support of people that, that, you know, I don't. I'm not a big fan of, of buying music, people that buy music, because it just doesn't happen anymore. So I'm not going to say that – I'm not saying I'm a big fan of it. It's cool when people buy music. But I'm not going to say the people that buy the music, because that's not important anymore. I don't care if you download it. I don't care if you borrow it from your buddy and don't give it wow. back. As, as long as long You're the first person I've heard say that. Wow. Well, it's, 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 no, it's I agree the people – I agree with you. Yeah, it's the people that buy tickets and they buy T-shirts and they come out and they support the bands online – and they, you know, they push people, you know, like, like you said, you, you know, you, you had that girl that, you know, created a yep. fan page. There's people that do that for bands all over the world every second yep. of every day. And those people are the reason why music is still alive. Because if it wasn't for anybody Absolutely. like that, if it was people that bought music yep. and once music became free, they'd say, eh, eh, I guess I'll watch TV. You know, we, we mm-hmm. thank each and every person that's taking the time to listen to this, that'll listen to it at a future date, you know, that'll, you know, support the band and come out to the shows and support any band that's that's out there struggling and trying to make it. I agree with you. I can't agree more. And just to plug the person, her name was uh, Callie, and she's located in Florida. So hopefully, I don't know if she could tune in live tonight, but she'll definitely <laughs> check out the podcast. So, again, Callie, awesome. thank you for all of your support because it does mean the world to me, and she already knows that. So, yeah, those are really cool. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I can't wait to hear what's uh, what's next for you guys. What else do you see kind of coming down the road? Hey, wait, George, hey, yeah. don't you, uh, yeah. don't you, didn't you want to plug the uh, Right Said Fred tribute band that you're playing in? No, no, you know, that's not fully uh, oh, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't you. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. I wasn't supposed to say that, was yeah, yeah. I? Wait, what Wait, Travis, what page did you say? I am right too sexy Fred. for my shirt. I'm too sexy for my shirt. He is. <laughs> the way Patrick Swayze is disco dancing right now. Over oh, there. oh, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, I do want to, you know, just wrap it up by saying, you know, you know, if everybody could just check out our Facebook page or, or uh, you know, our MySpace and, you know, join up, try to give the band support. If you like the band, you know, definitely support us and, uh, you know, 
any band that, like, you know, Travis was saying, any band that's out there that, you know, is making music, you know, the only way to really keep that band around is to support them. So, you know, um, I would say, you know, definitely steal the record, you know, borrow it or whatever as well. But um, support your band or they will go away. Make a left. True. Sorry. Yeah. If you build yeah. it, they will come. <laughs> <laughs> right. Build it and they will come. Anyway, uh, well, we thank so, we uh, thank you, Carrie. We thank you, Carrie, for having us on the show and and taking the interest in the band. You know, it, we really really appreciate the support there. It, it means the world to us. Absolutely, and it will continue. And I will continue promoting the podcast because it'll be available within like ten fifteen minutes after we're done. And the show's doing great. So you guys are going to hopefully get tons of hits, and you know, fans will hear it, and hopefully, new people will also hear it too. Yeah, definitely um, send me sure. a link if you get a chance. Send me a link to my uh, my page too, and I'll well, I'll spread it like a disease. <laughs> nice, yes, nice. Yes. But yeah, guys, definitely Thank you so much, keep yeah, yeah, definitely keep in touch. I always offer to have people to come back on to do some updates. So, you know, in the near future, if you guys want to come back on and promote some other stuff, definitely let me know. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. All right, guys. Uh, well, thank, thank you so you. much once for again, joining thanks. us tonight. What's that? Yeah, once again, thanks Once again, thanks to all the listeners that are um, tuning in right now. We really appreciate it. And thank you again for having us on the show. Absolutely, guys. Not a problem. It was my pleasure. All right, guys, so um, we will definitely be in touch soon, and I wish you guys all the best of luck with your new EP, and definitely let me know when you have some upcoming shows, and I will help out and promote it, all right? Uh, all right, then have Great. yourself Thank a you. good evening. You too. All right, thanks Bye. so much. Take care. Bye. Good night. All right, everyone, again, that was uh, Second Skin tonight that you heard on the radio show. You definitely have to check them out. You can check them out on Facebook. They are also on Reverb Nation. So if you go to ReverbNation.com forward slash Second Skin, and it is spelled S-E-K-E, sorry, S-E-K-O-N-D, and then the second word is Skin, S-K-Y-N. So it's spelled kind of funky. And also we had uh, Smitty from Zenergy Entertainment. Definitely check out his entertainment company at ZenergyOnline.com. All right, let's briefly talk about what we have coming up next week. And let me get that information for you. July 20th, Wednesday, 8 o'clock p.m., we are going to have an interview with blues musician Meyer Rosapi, and he is from New York City. And we're going to talk to him about his album, his full-length debut that he just released called Blue is the color. He's a phenomenal blues musician. This guy had also Marky Ramone play on his album, who is an um, amazing musician. I'm sure everyone knows about the Ramones. And people can uh, currently check him out also on Facebook. Uh, blue is the color features nine original songs, along with two cover songs, and an exclusive bonus track titled The Sky is Crying. He's going to go over all of his music. He's going to talk about his album, also talk about the industry. And some of the musicians that uh, Meyer is inspired by includes Eric Clapton, Jeff Healy, George Benson, Johnny Winter, Les Paul, and Stevie Ray Vaughan. You can also check out his album on Amazon Music or go to Antone Records, A-N-T-O-N-E Records, and those are two places that you can purchase his new album called Blue is the Color. So let's uh, definitely tune in next week and check him out. And again, thanks again to Second Skin tonight and Smitty from Zenergy Entertainment. We're going to lead off tonight with my title track off of my debut album, Leave It All Behind, also called Leave It All Behind. 
And you can check that out on iTunes by searching Carrie Edelman. Thanks again, everyone, for the support. You're making the show what it is, and it wouldn't be what it is without my guests. Take care and have an awesome night. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.